Hello, my friends and fellow warriors. Welcome to another episode of Warriors and Hope with Valerie Silvera. But what's so cool about tonight is that you're actually going to hear from two warriors in hope. And as I always say, the perspectives that we gain from everybody's story, every single person has a perspective, an experience, something that we can learn from. So always remember that's you too. Um, but before I get started, I wanted to mention that we are having our Warriors and Hope Freedom Experience event in Phoenix at the beginning of October. And you should go to ValerieSevera.com and get your tickets for that because my two guests are also going to be there. Of course, these amazing warriors have been to several events, but what's important is they are also going to tell a little bit more about their story, but in a different way. So I, I know you're going to be inspired by everything that they say today in this episode, but also meeting somebody in person. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today because these two warriors weren't longtime friends. They actually met and became lifelong friends. So I think that's going to be something really amazing for you to hear about. So I'm not going to waste any more of their time with my talk here. So I want to introduce to you Jerry Grease and Diane Chatelaine. Jerry, say hello. Hello. Diane. Hi, everyone. So we have these two beautiful sisters coming to you, one from Utah. Jerry's in Utah and Diane is in Florida and I'm here in Phoenix, which is such a cool thing about technology, but I really can't wait for us to get together and meet in person and so I want to just give a really, really quick backstory that the reason we decided to do this podcast with three people today, something I've never done before. So sorry, Diane and Jerry, <laughs> you're the guinea pigs. Um, but because both Jerry and Diane are raising grandchildren, after having raised children, it's round two. And what's also interesting about it is that Diana's further along in that path jerry isn't but neither one of you ever knew in a million years that you would need each other on this path when you first met however many years ago so jerry what are your thoughts on first let's just talk about that what are your thoughts on before we get into more of the story of raising grandchildren what are your thoughts on how beneficial it has been to know diane well, it's been a great benefit for me to know Diane in a lot of ways. Um, not only that we're both raising grandchildren, but she's been a great example for me to see that way. But just in the way she is caring and compassionate. And I felt like the first time I knew her, or I met the first time I met her, that I'd known her my whole life and instantly felt a sisterhood a kindred, like she was a kindred spirit. And I instantly loved her as a, as a sister, but I've had her watched her raising her, her granddaughter, who is by the way, such a cute little girl and just the relationship they have and the thoughtfulness and care that she takes with that granddaughter to make sure that her feelings are acknowledged and that she gets the one-on-one -on -one time. It's just been a really Good example for me and and fun to watch yeah that's so amazing so diane i know you're kind of maybe on the flip side but at the same time i'm sure that you feel that same way about jerry in all these ways but also 
you have a kindred spirit and it helps us when we get to be an example for somebody is, is, has that been something that has helped you? Yes, definitely. And, and sometimes I feel like you guys give me way too much credit um, because I feel the very same way about Jerry and you and all the other sisters that we have in our group. Um, and I've said it a million times, but um, I couldn't have done a lot of these things without the support and friendship, even though we're not in person all the time that, you know, we don't have to be in person. We can connect, you know, this way and other ways, thank goodness for technology and everything. But um, I just get so much inspiration from you and Jerry and the others that, yeah, I just take all that and believe it or not, um, some of it's rubbing off on Reagan too. <laughs> so uh, that, that just cut out a little bit. So you said Reagan, which who, who is your granddaughter? Yes. Yeah. So some of the things that I've learned and I, you know, from you all and things like that are kind of rubbing off on her and there's different situations that we've had talks and, you know, um, I talked to her using some of your examples and believe it or not, the nine weapons of hope and stuff like that. So that is so amazing because I think that you mentioned this, we were on a call last night, by the way, everybody, and we were on a call with the sisterhood group planning this really amazing part of our warriors and hope freedom experience where these beautiful warrior ladies are going to speak to you. And um, it was, it was so inspiring to me, but I want to say something that, you know, Diane, you're, you're so humble and I appreciate that, but don't you both feel as if through whatever tools you've used and whatever communication and relationships you've had, don't you feel like sometimes you open up your mouth and you feel like, wow, that was so smart. That was so wise. Where did that come from? So mm -hmm. it's not just about you taking and, you know, regurgitating somebody else's information or perspective. I feel like each one of you has taken that into your own life, your own experiences and gained so much wisdom. So the ways that you're talking to Reagan and and Jerry, the way you talk to your granddaughter, I, I'm saying granddaughter because I, I know you have a grandson. We'll talk, touch on that in a minute, but he's a lot younger. Um, right. It's your own, your own perspective and your own story. Don't you feel like, I mean, let's come on. We're not being braggarts here. Let's be real though. Don't you both feel like you've had, you've gained a lot of insight that's come from you? Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So yes, these, these ladies, sadly, we had to meet through addiction, but thank God we got to meet through addiction. And for those of you who have a family member in it, you can understand what I just said. Others go, really? You just said, thank God. The point is, is that here we are. So thank God we have each other. And I learned from all of you too, by the way, if you're the teacher and you're not always also the student, you're really missing out. But I, we all met because we have, I don't know if you guys met after Jamie was gone, whatever, but that's that same path that from walking with a, a son or daughter in addiction. And that was your connection. But I feel like you guys have been able, been able to connect in other ways because you've had other challenges in your lives 
besides addiction. Is that true? Okay, first let's start. Jerry, you can say as little or as much as you want about um, what's happened in your life that brought you to knowing us as Warriors and Hope. And then if you would just, you know, answer that question. So honestly, I, I can't remember if I found your Valerie's book first or your Facebook page you had however many years ago. Um, but I was really, I wasn't searching for a way to, to, to be stronger myself at that point. I just wanted somebody to understand. I wanted somebody that I could be open and honest with about what I was going through and not feel judged. And so when I found you and I found your book, it was like, oh my gosh, this, she could be telling my story. This could be my story and not hers because it was so much like mine and, and gave me so much hope that, wow, somebody else, somebody else out there understands and is going through this. But at the same time, then I discovered that I could be stronger. It gave me a way to um, get my life back and get my marriage back, get the rest of my family back instead of just focusing on my daughter and how was I going to save her and how was I going to get her out of addiction and all of the stuff that we go through. It, it made me realize in trying to find somebody that, that could understand, it gave me tools to use to be able to um, get myself back and get my life back. And it affected my whole life. It affected my work. It affected my marriage. It affected friendships. I, every every aspect of my life was affected. So, Gary, I cannot wait for you to tell your story um, at this event because you're bringing up such amazing points and things that we hadn't planned on talking about necessarily. But the fact that you were looking for just someone to understand. Right. Then you found tools. And by the way, you get all the credit for using them because there's tools everywhere. There are resources, perspectives, ideas, tips. They're everywhere. You get all the credit for using them. Here's what I'm wondering. Had you not done what you've done through these past whatever years, do you think you would be in a position to be raising grandchildren right now? No, there's there's no way I'd be. be and I say strong enough because that yeah, that's what it takes. I mean, I love them dearly, but it's it's not easy to start over at 61 and, and raise a toddler. But it's given me the strength and the courage. Um, when everybody was saying, don't, don't do this, don't do this. You deserve to live your life. Oh, um, really? Retire, don't do this, don't do this. And I just finally said, I have to do this. So it gave me the courage and the strength to be able to do that. And once I did that, then everybody was saying, oh, you know, you did the right thing. And I would probably do the same thing. But so it gave me the strength to stand up and do what I thought against what everyone else was telling me they thought I should do. But to have the strength to to raise an 18 month old little boy who's into everything. <laughs> I, I imagine. 
Wow. I mean, Jerry, so not only did you summon the strength and the courage, because I'm sure it scared the you know what out of you. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, even though you've already done this, you've been down this parenting road before a few times. But oh, yeah. But this is a, another ball game. And then you have all these voices, well-meaning people, by the way. Right. Obviously, oh, yeah. they Absolutely. were looking out for you. But these well-meaning people are whispering in your ear or telling you straight up. And you found the courage to not only do what you accepted, this this uh, role that you've accepted, but you also went against. And let's face it, people, we don't like going against the crowd. We don't like people to not no. be happy with us. We second guess our, ourselves anyway. And then you yeah. all now on top of that, you had all these people saying that to you. Right. So, wow. I give well, you a we, lot of credit for having the courage to just know in your heart and soul that you're supposed to do this. Well, I almost didn't. We had a, a meeting with um, the baby's other grandparents. And at the time, we, I mean, we knew we had to do something. Um, his aunt and uncle on his dad's side had taken him out of the home and they'd had him for a couple of months and she was pregnant with her fifth child and she was just like I can't I can't do it anymore so we had this big meeting and we thought okay we're going to talk him into you know maybe giving him up for adoption or doing foster care and I was yeah that's what we got to do that's what we got to do and the whole time I was just dying inside I bet and I just woke up one day and I could not stop crying. And I finally had to admit to myself, you're not doing what you know is right and what you really want to do. So I just told everybody that day, I'm keeping him. I'm taking him. I'll take care of him. And as soon is as your I husband started, on board with this, Jerry, at this point, um, not exactly. <laughs> no. And so I thought, you know, I might be risking my marriage. But now he absolutely is on board and he's great with him. And Tatum, my grandson, he loves him so much. And it's been really good to watch because my husband never had kids of his own. And we got married when my youngest were four and five. So this is really his first experience in raising a baby. And we've had him for four months now. Wow. I mean, this is real testament, Jerry, just to the power of love that overcomes fear and overcomes what other people think and right. your doubts and everything else that you just allowed fear. And you said, you know, doing the right thing so and Diane we're not right leaving you out here me. we're on a roll the right thing for me that doesn't mean um, it's the right thing well, for everybody but yeah, I'm sure it's the right thing for Tatum I, I, exactly but someone else in my situation if they made a different choice I absolutely think that's fine and I I'm not saying this is right for everybody okay, but this was good point. absolutely right for me Okay. That's and a very good point, situation. Jerry. I'm glad you brought that up because there's probably people out there that will be listening, thinking, okay, I'm a terrible human being mm -hmm. because I'm not in a position to do this. Um, and yeah, no, yeah, and some not, people aren't built not. for this kind of stuff, Jerry. They're not. And some people haven't done the work you've done. There are all sorts of factors involved. So right. thank you so much for bringing that up. Cause I really appreciate it. So 
let me just ask you this um, one thing before I'm going to talk to Diane and then come back to another thing that I had asked before. But what it were you just tripping through life? I mean, let's say before addiction hit your world, oh, or did oh. you ever think about what you might be doing at this point in your life? What do you, did you ever have visions for what your life might oh, be like at this point? Yes, <laughs> I laugh. Uh, <laughs> I. I thought, you know, we were going to be retired. All my kids were going to be off on their own, raising their own families. I wasn't going to have a care in the world, basically. I had done my work. These are the so-called golden years. Um, yeah. And here you are. So do you, does this solidify for you that God has a sense of humor? Because it does for um, me. He has to have a sense of humor. <laughs> He has to. <laughs> well, gosh, that's and such he a... also knows me better than I know myself. So yeah. Now, isn't that the truth? And so yeah. you, I feel like you felt like for you again, for you that you were hearing that message in your soul that this is what you're supposed to do. Hey, Jerry, I know the path isn't what you thought, but this is right. the path I need you to go down right now. And you said yes. Again, we're not judging anyone that takes a different yeah. path. Everyone knows what's in their soul, what they're capable of. Um, but I'm so grateful that you were able to, and be in a position and done the work that you could do this for this beautiful little soul. It has been a lot of fun and such a learning and growing experience. You know, when my daughter got pregnant, I told her, I am distancing myself from you and this child, because I cannot do what I've done with Tyla. I have a almost 14 year old granddaughter and she's been she's 14 lived in my home most, she will be 14 in October <laughs> I remember seeing her when she was I don't know eight or something yes, wow yeah yeah she's been yes but is so she I said I'm too? not gonna do it again she is, is she at your house me, too yeah. okay yes so the old but I'm never the old never say I'm never, never doing I'm never that gonna again. do it again yeah and well of course you know, he's my grandson. You don't distance yourself from your grandson. It just, it, I couldn't. But anyway, so here I'm doing exactly what I said I wouldn't do. But really, I think I knew this was going to happen all along. So well, then it's a good thing you prepared yourself the best that you could. And, and I'm so proud of you. Um, so Diane, let's, let's talk a little bit about your story, and I've had you on the podcast before, but that does not mean that the same people are listening. So don't feel like, uh, you know, you have to come up with a whole new line of, of discussion. So no. you have your granddaughter that you mentioned earlier, Reagan, and you've had her since she was an infant. Yeah. And again, like Jerry, you felt, I know you probably felt like this was out of necessity. Did you have the same uh, or or did it all happen so fast for you because because she was an infant that you just didn't even have time to think about it? Yeah, it it did kind of happen fast. Um, Reagan was 14 weeks old um, and Reagan also has a older brother. And at the time he was only two. And um, at the time CPS became involved because mom and dad were... <clears throat> using and that's another story but um 
So it, it did happen fast. We had to make this decision. And to be honest with you, um, Reagan's mom's parents, um, they took both of them and I was okay with that. Um, but then, uh, they saw how hard it was to have two. So they, and I asked, I said, is there any, can I, can I take one or both for the weekend or to help out in any way I can? And so they said, yes, can you come and help with Reagan? So I took Reagan for the weekend and, um, I've had her ever since. since. Yeah. I've had her ever since. Not that they didn't want her back, but we all decided that it was kind of easy, easier for us to, to do this and everything. Unfortunately, um, we're in Florida and, and there in, in Virginia. Um, but you know, we still let the kids talk to each other and everything, of course, but you know, yeah. Um, did you have the same, uh, again, because yours happened a lot quicker, I think, than maybe, I don't know, Jerry, but maybe than Jerry's situation. Did you have also people going, Whoa, Whoa, what are you doing? Yeah, I did. Um, and then, although I, you know, just like Jerry, you know, I didn't really, have time to think about, <clears throat> excuse me, what they were thinking. I was just only thinking what I, I needed to do. And so we did. And then we had tons of support at, you know, when they saw that this is what we're doing and everything. So <clears throat> I was very lucky about that. Me and my husband were very lucky about that, but. Well, you also had, had younger kids at home <laughs> yeah. where Jerry's kids are all out on their own now. Mm-hmm. you had younger kids at home. So did that help too? Yeah, kind of. Um, let's see, they were in high school and, um, my, my youngest daughter went off to college and, and Justin was still there, got through high school and everything, but yeah, they were there too. Um, but, but Justin you know, wasn't changing a lot of diapers. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. And it's crazy that, you know, yes, we did this before, you know, and, but it is different these days. And I'm, I'm just going to say for me, but um, I'm a lot older now. And do I have the energy that it's going to take to do this? Um, And, and I did, we found the energy, but boy, I tell you, I was tired. (laughs) And, you know, we even were like, um, wow, we're, we have full-time jobs and now I got to find daycare. And because I can't quit my job, And so there was a lot of things that came about suddenly that we had to figure out again and everything. But um, yeah, I too was like thinking someday me and my husband will be able to retire. That's not going to happen even if we didn't have Reagan, but um, you know, yeah. But I think that God has his reason for everything and everybody. And, you know, just like Jerry said, all of our, all of us are in different situations. Um, And we know some others that um, had to decide what do they do in this situation? Um, And some can't. And I, or 
you know, for some reason they're not ready and that's okay. It doesn't mean that they're bad people at all. It doesn't mean that they don't love their grandchildren. Yeah. I'm sure they have an extra layer of guilt too. They might not have all the extra work to do, Mm -hmm. um, in raising the child, but there probably a lot of guilt goes with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but I can say that I don't regret it at all. Um, she's, getting she's going to be 10 in a couple weeks and things are coming up um you know I'm gonna have this talk she knows that her mommy and daddy are in heaven um and I'm gonna talk to her and answer any of her questions that she has but that's the other thing that um I, I kind of worry about, but I'm going to take it as it goes. And I'm going to be totally honest with her and explain things to her in a way that she'll understand at her age. And, you know, the most important thing is that these children know that they are not, none of, none of their situation is their fault at all. And a lot of other children live with their grandparents or even aunts and uncles or or other people and it doesn't make them any different than any other child you know diane that's such a good point because you know i'm actually was writing a little bit about this because i'm working on another book and i'm telling a little bit more about my my story and when i was growing up my mom was so young she was 20 by the time she had all three of us But in my neighborhood, even though we weren't in, you know, the ritzy neighborhood by any stretch, I was, I was the only friend, a person that I knew my little friends group that had a single mom, everybody else had a two parent family. And, you know, I'd go to their houses and, and, and my house was very much chaos and drama and all I went through all sorts of things I shouldn't. So I'm likening it to that, where I appreciate you saying that because I felt different all the time. And I would go there and long for what they had. Mm-hmm. And I love that you are so concerned and wanting to ensure that she understands that families, especially these days, mm-hmm. all look very different yes. than a so-called traditional family. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to say that um, these children are our future and you know the way we talk to them the way we make them feel and things like that they need they're going to need so much confidence and you know just know how to get through things getting through things these days are crazy anyway yeah I mean even if you were in a family with two parents and, and the so-called normal life is much more difficult. What I also, you said something earlier that I really appreciate. And I bet, um, Jerry could speak to that too, since her granddaughter's 14, but you, one of you mentioned last night, um, I'm pretty sure it was one of you mentioned, because we had some other women on and it was just so amazing, but one of you mentioned legacy and that you hadn't really thought too much about it, but what you're doing right now is leaving a piece of yourself in these grandchildren not that you wouldn't have anyways if they were with their parents but you actually have an incredible opportunity even beyond had you just been disneyland grandma 
you have an incredible opportunity to take everything you've been through, all that you've learned, all the strength Jerry was talking about, and the courage, and Diane, all the perspectives that you've been talking about. You have, I mean, it almost makes me want to cry how much opportunity you each have to leave that legacy in each in each of them. And then they're going to go and touch other people's lives. And it just goes on and on forever. You're both afraid to talk because you don't want to talk over top of each other, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> I think it was Diane that mentioned legacy last night, if I remember right. I think it was, I think it was Diane when she was talking about raising Reagan. And I honestly have never thought that much about that, but it's so true. I just, even just watching um, like the things Rick does and then Tatum copies him, tries oh. to imitate him just at like 18 months old. And he's starting to say words. And I mean, from, from the time they start observing you, you're leaving a legacy with them. Yes. You are leaving your legacy and building your legacy for your grandchildren. And it's the same with your children and the people you work with, the people you come in contact with. I never really thought that much about it until I actually met you, Valerie, and and you had us like write our legacy and record it and all of that in I think the last couple of years. Anyway. That's really the first time I even thought about that and how important it is. Well, you know why it's important? Because it's happening whether you're thinking about it or not. Exactly. Exactly. And that actually, when you have that epiphany, it can be a little scary, especially if you've been on the roller coaster from hell and you've been yeah. going through all. The, and listen, this isn't to say anybody's perfect. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, you think about, oh, my gosh, I've been demonstrating so much lack of faith and la lost yeah. hope and you know, negativity and, and, you know, all of it. And you would never consciously impart that on somebody that you loved or cared about. You'd never want to do that. So here's, here's kind of a, an example where I've did left a kind of a negative legacy legacy that I didn't even realize I was doing, but from as far back as I can remember, I have commented on my weight and how I wish I were as heavy as I was back then. But yeah, um, I just said that the other day. <laughs> I have said in front of my girls from, from, from the day they were born, I have said, I am so fat. Oh, oh I'm gosh. so fat. And they, and I know that that has transferred to them because they are both so self-conscious about their weight and they, neither of them should be. They're both, you know, they're beautiful. They're and inside and out. And I just, I think, oh, I've done that without even knowing I did that to my girls. But when you became aware of that, were you able to talk to them about it or? Oh, yes. Yeah. We've talked to them about it. And in fact, I apologize. I'm like, I did that to you. I had no idea I was doing that to you because because I was raised that way, basically, and just was always constantly, my weight was always a huge thing. And I, but yes, I have passed, I have talked to them about it and apologized. And, you know, I did that to you. And I'm so sorry, didn't even realize what I was doing. But well, you know what, right there, 
that right there is an awesome legacy moment too, though, Jerry, for, for us to say, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. I, you know, you made them aware of the kinds of things that they could go on to pass on to their children and they can, they can be more aware of it. So good for you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they say that, well, they say, we know that there's no book to being a perfect parent, you know? Um, And I'm sure all of us can look back and think of things that we did or didn't do or should have done. Um, And we think, oh man, I shouldn't have done that. Um, But I guess with age, we have a little bit more wisdom and being able to raise our grandchildren, or even if we're not raising our grandchildren, um, you know, we can give a better, I don't want to say image, but we can say things differently now than what we did back then, or we just do different things. So uh, yeah. Um, you know, what's interesting you say that Diane, because I'm thinking that I mean, God forbid, we all wish we had not gone through, and I know, Jerry, you're still going through the roller coaster from hell of addiction and, and, you know, living with that addiction beast and watching your child go through this struggle. And it's absolutely painful and nobody would ever wish it on their worst enemy. But I feel like, I mean, adversity, I know this sounds so cliche, but it is in the tough times that we grow the most. And I know I've said this to Rich many times. I said, I don't know that either one of us would seek after God the way we do had we not been through all of the challenges that we had. I don't know that I would be such a good person in other different ways too. So in a way, I think you guys are in such a better position, sadly, because you've had to go through so much to gain the courage, the strength, the wisdom that you have. I would agree with that. Absolutely. Um, I'm a completely different person. I'm, you know, sorry to say I was a very judgmental person before. And I mean, in the way that I, I had a type of person pictured that would do the things that I've, you know, since dealt with, but with, oh, me too. with my daughter being an addiction. But I am so much more compassionate and so much more understanding and and see the person, try to see the person and, you know, what has gotten them there and what have they gone through and, and just be way more compassionate than, than I ever was before. Yeah, I think that is such a, such a good point. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really just wanted to at the, just touch on before we wrap up here. I know that you guys, we talked about in the, oh, we're going to talk about the fact that you're raising grandchildren, but you've both touched on the fact that your friendship and everything has gone far beyond that. Jerry, um, I know that you've both always been raising grandchildren. I guess maybe I hadn't realized that your uh, granddaughter was with you all of these years. For some reason, I didn't, I I, I wasn't thinking that. Um, So she, it's, it has, she's been with her mom at, at some of that. She's always lived here. Sometimes her mom's been here. There's been a few months where she wasn't here, but mostly the 14 years of her life, she's lived with. Me. Okay. I was confused about that. So, so I'm yeah. sure that your it's really helped to forge your friendship. The two of you having, obviously you can lean on each other in that way, but I know that each of you have dealt with other things outside of 
your Diane, your sons and Jerry, your daughter's addiction, raising your grandchildren. But had it not been for this road and you guys stepping up and coming to an event so that you could meet each other in person, you haven't seen each other in person in four years. Am I right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, but the correct. fact that you you came together in person, I think, solidified your relationship. And uh, I mean, you're I call you guys lifelong friends, even though your life's not over. Am I right? True. Right. We are. We are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We so is there anything that you could say, I guess, each of you um, about if anyone who's listening that needs this kind of relationship? Because, Jerry, you mentioned last night and I could re so relate to you that you hadn't really had the trust in women and had these types of relationships. And I'm, I was like you, I know that people might not believe that, but I was totally, I liked guys better. They weren't all emotional. It wasn't, you know, it was so much easier to deal with, with guys and to have these special friendships with women is so valuable and important. Um, and so I don't know if you have anything to say about being able to come together in a, with people who get where, where you're, you know, they get where you're coming from. They understand where you've been and how those types of friendships can happen so quickly. Jerry. So quickly and so unexpectedly. I mean, I honestly, the first time I met, um, of course I saw Diane in Phoenix, we met there, but we, you know, I knew her before that from your Facebook group and everything but anyway when I met um, Donna and Sarah in Palm Springs I don't know it just was like there was just something that drew me to these people I mean I met Anel and I think Anel is amazing I love Anel um, I don't know what just Donna and Sarah and Diane I just have felt this bond this sisterhood even beyond what I feel with the other ones and I don't even know how to explain it but like when things started happening with Tatum they were the first ones I text it wasn't like my sisters or you know my and and I'm close to my sisters don't get me wrong I get along with them and and they really are my my good friends but these the four of us I just, I will just text them and say, hey, you know, this is what's going on, or I'm trying to make this decision, or I've made this decision. And to have that now, after all of these years, finally, at, you know, my age, I, I really didn't know what I was missing out on, the bond and the, the closeness that, that I feel. It's just, well, there's no was way. Was it worth the wait, Jerry? It was absolutely worth the wait. <laughs> absolutely. That's awesome. I, Diane, do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> Yeah, so um, I feel the same way that Jerry is saying. Um, and I think that the first couple events, I think the first one was in Philadelphia and then Phoenix and Palm Springs. But the first um, event, I was nervous because I didn't know anybody. And then, you know, meeting these beautiful women, it was like, it was, it was like, I've known you forever, but I just haven't met you. And it was, yeah, that it was just amazing. And I, I think that 
for anybody that's thinking about coming to this event in October, but might be a little nervous because they don't know someone or anybody, let me tell you, you might be nervous and you might not know anybody, but I'm going to tell you that when you get there, the energy that's going to be there, um, plus our energy, because we miss and love each other so much, and we're finally going to see each other in person, and there's going to be hugs and everything, but you're going to you're going to leave having bonds and having closeness and friends that even if you're miles away, you're going to be close and it's just going to be amazing. And, you know, I would encourage anyone that's thinking about it, or if you're nervous about, oh, I'm not going to know anybody just come because not only are, are you going to feel that the good energy that's going to be there. You're going to be inspired and you're going to, you're, we're going to hug you. <laughs> we're going to like hug it or not. I love you. And yeah, we all have different stories. Um, but I think that we all have most of the same emotions and thoughts and hearing that from others is going to validate that you're not alone. And yeah. So. Yes. Oh, that, that was, you guys, that was so well said. I cannot believe we're at the end of our time, but that doesn't mean we can't come back again. Right. I hope that you will both individually or even together, we can come and do another episode. I think we can probably talk about 94 other subjects mm -hmm. as well. <laughs> um, but I just want to say thank you so much for taking your time for, uh, yeah, you're raising grandchildren, You've, you're busy, you have jobs, all of this, and you're taking your time to spend this time with me and talk a little bit about your perspectives and your wisdom and, and the things that you've gone through in hopes, right? I always say in hopes that even one person, one person just takes one little nugget from this mm -hmm. and it helps to set them on a new path. I hope that you both feel like it was really worth your time tonight. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. It was. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank Val. you so much, you guys. I can't wait to see you. I love you both. Love you. Love, love you, Jerry. Love you, Diane. Mm -hmm. Have a good night.